Ramble. Hello, world, and welcome to the Tripod, America's finest podcast, the greatest podcast that has ever been cast on your pod, your Apple pod, your Samsung pod, whatever pod you pod, we got it. We are the Try Guys, four best friends who try anything and everything, and this is our podcast where we talk about stuff because we live weird lives. Like we just went to Singapore and Australia. And we still release videos. How do we do that? We have a YouTube channel. You get, you know, you know what it is if you're on this episode. There's no way you're finding this one first. There's no way you're finding this one first. (laughs) I mean, maybe you are, but slim odds. (laughs) Slim odds. (laughs) How's everybody doing today? Feeling good, Keith. Yeah? This is Ned, the cute one, talking. This is Zach, the spicy one. Oh. Eugene's <laughs> been sneezing a lot this morning. That was a uh, that one came on hard and fast. <gasps> Eugene, you all right? Yeah, I was just at the vet for two hours for my dogs, and oh, they have just... cats there, and I'm allergic to cat. Yeah, you dander. are. Oh, yeah. I'm allergic to cat dander too. Yeah, so... When we were overseas, we kept Eugene and I were together a lot, and he kept running into finding cat cafes, and was like, "Oh, can we go?" And the answer is no, Eugene, you can't go. Well, I like cat cats cafe. a lot. I just can't touch them for a long period mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. I can't even be in the same room as them that easily. What what's up with your dogs? Are they all right? Yeah, it's just the annual checkup. Oh, the annual checkup. Annual annual checkup. Yeah, you got to get them shots every year and do the what for for dog stuff. It's like how we get checkups. What? Humans don't need annual checkups. (laughs) We do. I got one recently, and then they said you need to come in and get a bunch of various like uh, vaccines. I was like, I'll get to it. The fu- the <laughs> I want wait. to get them. I just don't want to cross town what, and wait in a while. Wait, vaccines as yeah, a thirty-year-old? Yeah, like really? What? They you just, need a, they, like a tetanus booster. Yeah, I need, need like Tdap. Uh huh. I, I got to get that Tdap. All those needed updated, and then they also. I've said, gotten stabbed with enough rusty knives <laughs> to have gotten my Tdap within five yeah. years. <laughs> Ned, Ned wanted us to all get our Tdap before we met his baby. Oh, that's true. And I remember. Wait, so you didn't do uh, that? Uh, no, I did. Oh, okay, okay. No, I didn't. I did just now though yeah we, we, we i remember this we all were like oh we have to go get our tdap to go meet ned's baby and then we're like ah but we also scheduled filming with ned's baby uh so you guys didn't get the vaccine that i asked you to well i didn't have Are you guys tetanus or anti-vaccinating no we were more <laughs> no, we're, lazy we're just very, like i am now well, very pro-vaccination very fine line a very fine line like yeah. i believe in herd immunity i also though um i just forgot you believe in herd immunity so much that you like to hurt my baby i need to go get <laughs> the immunity. flu shot too that's that's going that's the new I, one yeah, someone told me that around. i had to go get the flu shot and Almost i'm like what are winter. you talking about i just got the flu shot and yeah. then i didn't realize that we've the summer's gone yeah, yeah. it's summer's just gone. happened yeah. we went on vacation and now we came back and it's, we went on it's tour fall. and then on vacation i feel like summer was just not in a normal really summer have a summer yeah. it was the summer of try it was the summer <laughs> of trying slash work lots of work <laughs> so much work <laughs> I got Emma a x-ray and I told the nurse, do you call it a dog scan? And they did not laugh. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought it was pretty scan. funny. And then, oh, that is funny. Yeah. I was confused. And then the vet like came out, the vet came out and said, we found a strange, um, a metallic, uh, abnormality in, uh, in your dog. Was She's she ever eating coins? No. They said, was she ever shot with a gun? Oh, and I said, I wouldn't put it past her. I didn't know her history before me. That must be her history. 
instead of an old lady that she died in front of Emma, maybe it was an old lady who, who shot was involved Emma. in some yeah. cocaine trafficking Probably. and got involved in a shoot 'em up right in, in front of Emma. So if you don't know, Emma Eugene's dog is very skittish, very nervous, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of anxious energy. And we used to think that an old woman died uh, who owned her. But my new theory actually is that Emma was involved in a lot of gang violence mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. is actually in the witness protection program and is yeah. constantly uh, sure that history is going to catch yeah, up. Yeah, her real her. name is mm-hmm. Barbara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barb. Barb. Which is so funny because Nasty Barb is actually the name of the secret we have. We have a thing where if you leave us five stars in the podcast store, we will read a secret that you post in the comments potentially. Now we have no way of ever climbing that charts again since we debuted, but we're going to keep trying. (laughs) We're just going to keep trying. You're going to help us get there. Yeah. Nasty Barb, what you got? Well, Nasty Barb is going to write a secret. This secret's called I Lit My Friend's House on Fire. That's pretty nasty. Held a lighter up to the house. Yeah. <laughs> Just on purpose. <laughs> lit it up. The secret is lit. All Where's right. Roof? Nasty Barb writes Hi, y'all. How you doing? Okay, from the South. Yeah. Well, nasty Barb. So now nasty we know Barb. she's from the not, South. Not necessarily. I've adopted y'all in my writing, and I'm as New York as it gets. Okay. Ugh. Uh, I love you guys. <laughs> you freaking rock. Anyways, here's my secret. So, every 4th of July, some family friends in my neighborhood would throw a firework block party with a buttload of fireworks and snacks and decorations, and everyone would come to watch the fireworks. At the time, I was in middle school, and one of my classmates, who I didn't really know that well, now we're in college, and she's a very close friend of mine. Is that in parentheses? Yeah. Oh, okay. Love it. Could you hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It sounded like it was subtext. Yeah. Lived next door to where this block party took place. Her family was sort of strict, though, so they would never come out and party with us. During the fireworks show, one of the fireworks launched up and hit her house, and it lit on fire. Oh, shit. And we were like, uh... And then the next day at school, she was telling everyone how some idiots lit her house on fire. And now we're really good friends, but I've never told her it was me and my homies. P.S. Ned is the MVP. Wow. From Florida. Yeah. She must be from Florida. Florida. I was really hoping for a location tag, and then she gave me one. (laughs) Context indirectly. (laughs) They they lit a house on fire with fireworks. Loves Ned. Florida. Florida. Mm -hmm. Florida. Also, they said just a Florida girl. Is buttload Florida? No, but buttload's common in the South. So is, I mean, the y'all, obviously, but even um, frickin' rock. Yeah, because you don't want to say the F word. Yeah. No, that's a I still don't. Ned frequently doesn't. You don't want to say the F word? No. What What would it take to no. get you to drop a solid little F bomb right now? <laughs> don't. It, talking about our new book, The Hidden Power of Fucking Up, available at tryguys.com slash book. Get your copy today. If you haven't already, guys, we wrote a book. A great reason. It's to... inspirational. It's a self-help book. It can help change your life. You did not uh, want The Hidden Power the... of Fucking Up. You did not want fucking the title. Uh, no, I thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speak on that, you know? No. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, it's very, it's like a risky title choice, right? Yeah. You look at, uh, there are some uh, popular books like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, but mm-hmm. that's like very, I mean, they swear mm-hmm. a lot in that book. And it's also like titles, pure orange with a big old F bomb. It's like they're leaning into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lean in. Totally different story. Yep. I don't think they have a lot of swear words in that book. 
But in, uh, in Lean In, yeah, <laughs> in not <Lean> in. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if that was a book that uh, had an f bomb in it? Like fucking Lean In. <laughs> Did lean you, the fuck lean in. Lean the fuck in. I would I, read it. I'd be into that. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, we have a lot of like kids as fans. Um, mm, yeah. I, I don't know. I wasn't kids sh- love saying fuck. So, I guess. <laughs> Are you so. kidding me? When I was twelve years old, I was saying fuck all the time. Oh, That's man. probably true. I remember when I first started swearing, and it was at 4-H camp, very southern <laughs> camp. It's a week long, like sports activities, hobbies camp. And I remember that, like, I was like the first time I was like not with my parents for a whole week, and I was around just a bunch of kids at night, and we were all like. Shit. <laughs> Fuck and damn and ass. There, there was always the one kid at school whose older brother taught them the curses and then they knew the curses. Uh-huh. And it was like in the library, he was like, yo, Kevin's going to tell us some new curse words after class. It's like, whoa. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Get, check this one out. Bastard. And everyone's <gasps> like, yeah. whoa. whoa. <laughs> What's it mean? Who cares? <laughs> it was exciting to use bad words. Yeah. You felt like a rebel. Still do. Yeah. Bad boy. Mm-hmm. You guys ever light off fireworks in strange places? Oh, yeah. If we can get back to that. I mean, that is like classic Florida. I one time lit off some uh, illegally imported Russian fireworks. Whoa. <laughs> it was Whoa. called the Atlantis, and it had all <laughs> Cyrillic writing. Wait, there was a Russian firework about... The lost city. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Cool, it cool. had like statues of an underwater city, is and it the was basis for a fire. I think so because it's like it, it had to fall into the ocean somehow. Uh, I see a okay. horrible firework accident probably, yeah. and so it was this like array of twelve mortar shells. What's a mortar shell, you ask? Well, it basically just explodes a little, t- like a giant, when I say tiny, I mean it's like the size of like a ping pong ball, which is actually quite large as far as fireworks big. go. Yeah. It explodes that gi- way, way up into the air, and then that just like, just explodes. Like, these are real, real fireworks. That's why they were illegal. Yeah. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Pretty, we had to get them in Alabama and oh, take them down to Florida. Oh, that, yeah. That's how you know. They weren't even actually allowed in Florida. That means yeah. it must be bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That does mean they're bad. Uh <laughs> so we set that on the on like a you know on the street, and it's just like we were probably 10 feet away, and we quickly ran yeah. to like a hundred, hundred and fifty feet away. Cause it's just like exploding mm-hmm. giant mortar shells into the air. It was like a real fireworks display, not some bottle rocket bull. Yeah, I definitely crap. had bottle rocket bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys just got back from a big old international time. You're mm-hmm. in Singapore. Yeah, you're in oh, Australia. Yeah. That's right. You're in. Some of you are in New Zealand. Always oh, nice oh, to meet yeah. a fan. What are some highlights from your trips? You're out of. The, <laughs> it was nice <laughs> to meet a fan. <laughs> you're out of out of this world. We that were gone phenomenal. for almost three and a half weeks all in, and it like. I mean, it was the longest vacation I've ever been on, I think. Yeah. It was more of a trip than a vacation because yeah. ha- a good two thirds of it were work. Yeah. Only the last third was truly 
all vacation. There were mm-hmm. like a vacation afternoon slipped into things. Or I like mm-hmm. you guys had a vacation in New Zealand, I guess, before. We had five days in New Zealand. Wow. Then, that is a lot. Then that work. Is a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, you kept saying like this is when my vacation started. I'm like, nah, we've <laughs> for me it was like we were tapping in and out mm-hmm. and it yeah. kind of made it feel like this was just my life now. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, which five days in New Zealand. I mean, that's yeah. like, wow, that's, they had a, a whole other vacation. Yeah. And then they were like, so that must have been so strange to come to Melbourne and be like, oh, I have to. I have to work. I yeah. Do yeah. all this filming. Now. I will say even the videos that we were <laughs> shooting were all like so exciting. It didn't really feel like, you know, because like, I was shooting all the videos. It didn't feel like work because it was like, oh, there's kangaroos here. There's yeah. like right. amazing seafood. It was all very exciting. Yeah, we did a lot of videos, so that's something you can look forward to on youtube.com slash tryguys, the official YouTube of the Try Guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, we shot a lot of videos. We shot seven videos. Um, there's one where we have some sound issues, but we're going to try to cut it into something. It was from mm-hmm. our VidCon show. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Their mixer was oh, no. uh, um, peaking, so our levels were good, but the levels coming into our machine were already... Uh, what was yeah. the distorted, distorted a little bit, a little bit yeah. blown out yeah. as we like to say in the industry blown out blown out and uh <laughs> say it one more time <laughs> blown <laughs> out and we, we may not be able to use that one but we did meet kangaroos uh ned and eugene learned rugby mm-hmm. we made meat pies against 12 year olds yeah the rugby's <laughs> against 12 year olds the meat pies were uh no humans were involved in the <laughs> construction of the meat pies uh well we were but we weren't in the pies. <laughs> and Australia has a lot of unique seafood oh, uh, yeah. dishes and creatures. I mean, so delicious. all these things that I had no idea. I was like, what What could possibly be unique about Australian seafood? I mean, it's, it's just like fishes and crabs, right? No, they have uh, they have these things called marins. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> WTF with Mark Marin. No, it was, it's like these like medium-sized lobsters. So they're like giant shrimps that are look that look like lobsters or they're little tiny lobsters but they were very flavorful mm-hmm. they're like a little sweeter a little more like creamy in texture delicious and then they had uh giant uh shrimps that were honey bugs honey bugs honey oh, bugs yeah. which are my favorite seafood bite i've ever had they were so best good. crustacean mm. so good Top well, crustacean. everything was like in the medium range uh, mm. you know us you got tiny shrimps you got big old lobsters here you had tiny lobsters and giant shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> Everything really is upside down over there. It's crazy over there. Their cows are cow kangaroos <laughs> and they're big, big <laughs> and they stand on their hind legs and they carry their babies in their stomachs. Mm. Learned a lot of facts about the Australian animals. So, oh, yeah. so you'll get to see this in a video, but we got to meet kangaroos. And mm-hmm. everything you hear about kangaroos being in America is that they are one, like they're nuisance. They're everywhere. They're like deer times rabbit and they just fuck like crazy and they're just everywhere and people hit them with cars. And then also they're dicks, that they're violent. And you see all these viral videos of like them punching people. And Eugene shows a video of one trying to steal someone's dog. Yeah, no, that was a... Uh, uh... I think that the wildlife there is much like the people have been somewhat misrepresented to other audiences. We're often kind of only shown like these are where the convicts of Britain ended up. Everyone there's like 
very wild west and it ended up being one of the most polite countries I've ever been to. And all the animals were really, really sweet. Ned and I went to a sports game and you're used to like the crowd of a sports game trying to bump you and like be like, get out of my way. Someone like lightly brushed into my arm was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And I'm like, oh my God, why is everyone here so goddamn polite? (laughs) Actually, the biggest altercation I got into at the sports game, I tried to return uh, a hat that someone had given me as a gift this this guy next to me was so excited that he slapped his ball cap on my head and we were like yeah we were both cheering uh-huh. Because uh, I was like an adopted fan of this new team I, I was like as if somebody came comes to America and is like I like these Patriots <laughs> these American Patriots uh, we were totally rooting for like just. The front runner, the team that always wins. Oh, you tried. They, you tried to give the hat back, and he refused. Yeah, I tried to give the hat back, and he's like, "No, no, it is yours now." And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll treasure it forever." So, so back to the kangaroos, though. We were at this sanctuary, and they. Lord, prepare <laughs> me i'll try and keep telling the story during this right and true so there are a bunch of kangaroos everywhere there are a bunch of dense trees the and there's a little bit of a, a pathway that you can walk through is this working miles yes yeah, great nice keep going guys and there's just these these trees with little speckled sunlight most people have to stay on the path and you have food that you can feed <laughs> feed the kangaroos they'll come right up to you and eat it out of your hand because these kangaroos are domesticated they've been in you know raised here their entire life they're very used to people but with our tour guide we got to go underneath the fence and walk through the trees and so yeah. we're we're walking in and there are all of these these kangaroo just lounging all sexy like kangaroos are very are sexy, very sexy when they lounge <laughs> and and we walk right up to them and they slowly rise and they're they're fucking big. They're like big. They're like kind of, some of them are like my size. They're like cows on their hind legs. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what you don't know, you've seen kangaroo hop, right? Mm. They look kind of like aliens in that way. But what you don't know, maybe you do, but I didn't, is when they walk slowly, they use their tail as a third leg. So they're almost like walking like a little tripod. Mm. That's the name of this podcast, mm. but we spell it funny. <laughs> They, they, they use their leg in between their legs. It is the most alien, bizarre shit I've ever seen. That's oh, yeah. cool. Their tails are fucking meaty. And meaty tails. And Keith, some of this might be in the video, but you had a very special relationship with one of the kangaroos. Well, yes, I chose to seek out the <laughs> alpha male, and I slowly approached the one alpha, alpha male. There's only all, one. And then all, all the ladies. And also our tour guide said the alpha male was very sweet. He always would spend like two to three days with each lady that he was courting. He wouldn't just like hop from girl to girl. He actually like spent time courting each one and then like stayed with them even after they made it a couple times he and then he would breakfast with each member <laughs> yeah he made every single one pancakes Mo- blueberry pancakes most wow. ruse wow. just hit it and quit it yeah, yeah but he was not like that so he they called him he arnold it, clips it <laughs> and quits it <laughs> they called him arnold as after arnold schwarzenegger because he was so ripped <laughs> he his muscles were horrifying like veiny guy at the gym 24 7 and i approached him because you like, hop I'm, bro yeah he was like huge and uh i walked over and i had to walk very very slowly but i got to feed him and 
pet him. Which he was like, I was very surprised he let you touch him. He let no one else even in his vicinity. It was just Keith. It was like a slow approach. I probably spent five minutes walking about 10 feet toward him. Oh, yeah, yeah. While we each got to interact with about 10 kangaroo and, and wallabies <laughs> each, Keith only <laughs> just one kangaroo. He was like, Arnie, you are mine. Mm-hmm. And he, you earned it. I was very mm-hmm. proud of you. It was very exciting to watch. I thought for sure he was going to deck you. I was, was kind of willing to let that happen, <laughs> but I I didn't want it to happen. But I was also like, this could be an outcome of this and it'd be great for the video. Oh, yeah. A, a lot I of our footage, it. I was filming a bunch of that and a lot of our footage is garbage because I was just filming Keith waiting for him to get punched in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care about the cute stuff happening behind me. If we get one dude knocked out, it's the whole video is uh-huh. worth it. Hmm. They keep joking that the animals there seemed like Pokemon because they were so foreign to us. But I wonder then, since Australians are so used to them, that they come to America and they see, I don't know. A bison. Yeah, well, that for sure they would find. It's clearly a Taurus. I feel like, (laughs) I don't know, I don't think our wildlife's as exciting. Bison excluded. I think every continent has. I just think because Australia is a giant island. Yeah. They've certainly evolved to be particularly interesting looking. But um, because we have, you know, shared animal species through like multiple continents, Mm -hmm. like Eurasia is like an entire huge ass continent. But um, yeah, I wonder if they go over to another country and just think, wow, what a strange looking squirrel. Well, the the things that they have that are unique, they they have they have they have pouches. That's the marsupials. marsupials. Yeah. Pretty they, unique. Nowhere else is that happening where like you see a leg popping out of someone's belly and it looks like a horrific alien penis. Oh, it's so cute. They can like <laughs> hop in and out of the pouches. Like if it's the little trippy. baby gets scared, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, I'm going to go back in my pouch, mom. Mm-hmm. What a dream that is, right? Mm-hmm. But, but also what I was really struck by both in Australia and especially New Zealand when Eugene and I were there. The birds are fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. They all have the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, and they are so vibrant. Whereas our birds are are frequently very dull. Like you get the occasional bluebird, you know, you get a little little cardinal. You get a robin, a cardinal. You a get blue a couple jay. of them. Mm-hmm. But but even like their their normal seagull down by the beach had its um legs and beak were the most vibrant pink I had ever seen, and mm-hmm. I was never into birds i the idea of even bird watching i I found laughable i'm a bird person now like full-on hardcore i'm i'm buying binoculars i'm (laughs) gonna buy a tape with all their calls and this is my new passion and hobby (laughs) that's beautiful We met some incredible birds. Mm. Yeah. What was the bird? The big one, the one, the main one that we saw. Kookaburra. The kookaburra. kookaburra. That was very cool. Love Ned, tree, would you care to speak in that? That was very exciting for Nick. You had, I had a little, uh, yeah, Zach, a little bit of a different experience for me <laughs> with the birds on the trip. <laughs> I actually got swooped by a magpie. If you don't know what that is. I've heard you say that phrase now. Uh, probably, times. yeah, at least a hundred times and it doesn't get old. So. <laughs> I got swooped by a magpie. Magpies are birds that are commonly found in Australia and they're very protective of their nests. Mm. And so every we- uh, year, a couple of weeks is what's called swooping season. <laughs> Apparently we were traveling during swooping season. And now I can get this. I'm protective of my nest as it were. You know, we're all just trying to look out for our families. But I didn't expect that swooping actually meant 
flying very low rapidly across the field and coming right at you. So we were at this winery having a lovely lunch with the Habersburgers. Mm. Uh, Wes wants to explore outside, so I take him for a walk, and there's a little tiny sign that says, uh, beware of swooping magpies, please stay off the graph. <laughs> please stay off the grass. As I like, okay, sure, I won't walk on the grass because of your swooping magpies, whatever that <laughs> means. So I stayed off the grass, but as we were walking further out along the little gravel path, it became clear that there was one bird that was uh that was like looking at us kind of funny. He uh has this long swoop across the field, like really, really fast, really, really low, about like three feet off the ground. And I think, huh, that's that's weird. That's a little fast. That I wouldn't want that coming right at me. <laughs> and then we take one step further. He whips his head around and then swoops directly at us. I say, oh, no. I turn around. I, like, position my body in front of Wes. I got to protect my nest. Mm -hmm. Scoop him (laughs) up. Start, like, waddling all the way back to the winery. Goddamn hero. There are people, like, sitting on the patio outside that are saying, oh, yeah, like. Mate. (laughs) Mate, watch out. There's a magpie behind you. (laughs) They do that. I was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like a drunk British aristocrat. (laughs) It basically was, right? We were in wine country Mm. uh, Mm. at a lunch at a wine. Yeah, they they might have been a little toasty. Uh, He misses me, and then he goes back. I think I've almost made it. I'm like running. I'm steps away from the door. I'm trying to get there. But then he comes around for another pass. He's locked in. It's like in Star Wars. His little reticle goes... And he hits me in the back of my head, mm-hmm. leaves a mark. He pecked you. He pecked he me. Taloned you, I he taloned you. He taloned me. He like at full speed hits me in the back of the head as I'm like, no, like break the plane, cross the threshold. Didn't didn't make it, but I did protect Wes. Bonafide nightmare. Uh, it was a nightmare. I, I I got inside. I was like, oh my God, that just happened. I got attacked by a bird in Australia. This was also like day two. Yeah. I'm still a little jet lagged. <laughs> it's a real like, welcome to Australia. Uh, uh, but apparently that happens. And it happens so much that kids will, uh, when they're biking, they will put spikes on their bike helmets so that magpies don't. <laughs> Like swoop them. Really, it really is Mad Max down there. That's awesome. It was so funny for me because I was still at the table and (laughs) it's a giant glass, um, you know, winery, so you can see everywhere. And Ariel comes up (laughs) and she goes, "What's Ned doing outside with Wes?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're outside exploring and playing." And then I turn around to look and I just see a panicked Ned (laughs) hobbling toward the door, his face stricken red, and Wes looking confused. And then a bird just. (laughs) Back of the head. I'm like, maybe they're not playing. (laughs) It was very funny for me. I I tried to wrap him up like a completely like a bear, like cover him. Like I was like putting, making my like chest big and like completely enveloping him, which kind of just made me do this awkward like Mm -hmm. run slash waddle. Kind of like you were running as if you were riding a bike. Yeah. (laughs) As much, I would have given up my entire magical New Zealand vacation just to see that moment. (laughs) I would trade anything (laughs) in the world to watch that attack. Uh, Now, before this, uh, Eugene, you and Zach went on a very romantic vacation to New Zealand. Mm. It wasn't romantic. Well, Well, tell us the most romantic parts. It's a romantic You and Maggie were very kissy romantic, so it was pretty romantic, I guess. You guys are very romantic. 
Maggie. How romantic are Zach and Maggie? Oh, they're very <laughs> uh, forthcoming. But you were telling me it was like a super magical place. You have that video of like over going through like all the parts of Yeah, Mordor. so we went to two places, Waiheke Island, which is off of Auckland, and then Queenstown. And Queenstown in the South Island is, uh, the South Island has more topography that is recognizable to those who have seen the Lord of the Rings series. Mm. As New Zealand is sort of untapped uh, garden of gorgeous mountain ranges and seasides, uh, Peter Jackson, who's Kiwi, uh, was like, I'm going to film all of Lord of the Rings here because no one will recognize anything. In Queenstown, we took a helicopter to Milford Sound, which is about like a 30 to 45 minute helicopter ride. And mm -hmm. when you fly over it, you you just hear the Lord of the Rings soundtrack <laughs> in your yeah. head. It's oh. just suddenly you are from like a lakeside idyllic shore to glacial mountains just immediately. And you can see Legolas leading the fellowship across the snow-capped peaks. So cool. It was, I, what, I was trying to explain to someone the beauty of Milford Sound, and I realized I couldn't even describe what Milford Sound is. Well, sounds, I believe, are the, the inlets made by glaciers that go out towards oceans. So you find them in places like New Zealand and Norway. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a very bizarre thing is for people who have the British word it. for a fjord? Similar to Fjord, yeah, I think. Apparently, Milford Sound, they f later found out, isn't actually a sound, but they still call it Milford Sound. Doesn't matter. It, it is just like these giant mountains that all of a sudden have a very tropical climate. So, so it's still cold, but like there's a waterfall and it's mossy. And we saw a little uh, a beach skipper, a stone skipper penguin hopping on the, in, just in the wild. Rock Stop. hopper. Rock hopper. What did I call it? Stone, stone skipper. skipper. <laughs> stone skipper is a, is a mythical character. Mm -hmm. You damn stone skipper. <laughs> yeah, I think the most striking thing is the way the mountains, the peaks go directly into the water. Yeah. It's just been sliced out right. into oh. the ocean. So I think that's what makes the fjords and sounds so striking visually. Yeah. And the, the town is similar, Queenstown, which is like the adventure capital of the world. It's where they invented bungee jumping. But the whole town, which is this very cute little alpine village, like is built again with mountains just right into water. Uh, the, the scope and scale of it is just so breathtaking. And Kiwis are even more friendly than Aussies. They are. How is it possible? They're, They're just so, so sweet. friendly. And I love their accents. And they eat kiwi all the time. And I love it. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, just the friendliest. Is that where the nickname comes from? Uh, well, the kiwi, the, bird. Bird. the kiwi bird. Kiwi oh. bird. We also saw, oh my God, the kiwi bird is the plumpest, silliest <laughs> little guy. Yeah. They're, they're nocturnal. So we go in, we went into a, a, a kiwi exhibit where it's, they have like red light so you can see them during the daytime and they have these big, stupid, long beaks. And the way that they flirt with each other is just by knocking their bodies into each other <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they're chonky and they're silly, and I love them. Sounds like me on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like you on the dance floor. I've seen it. I like it. So then after you guys, we left you guys in Australia. You went to Singapore. Um, do you guys have any amazing, you eat amazing food? In oh, there? Food. oh, the food. So, I mean, Singapore is basically a melting pot of all these amazing cuisines. It's Malay, Chinese, Indian. Yeah. I mean, they, there's a lot of great influences in Singapore all mixing together. Uh, and and every, everyone, it's it's so clean. Everyone's also so polite there. I mean, it was we just ate ate so well. 
Yeah, we, they have these things called hawker centers. Hawker there, I think, was Malay. I think that was the correct language for street vendor. Yeah. And some, you know, a couple decades ago, they said there were all these street vendors and they loved the culture of the food, but it was very messy because there was, you know, litter everywhere. So they said, let's put all the street vendors into old complexes. So like some were just old hollowed out malls, old other things, but they or some they were built for it. But basically, it's just a center with 50 to 300 <laughs> food vendors in one spot and each vendor makes one thing maybe they make three things but they really make like one thing you go mm -hmm. there for one dish and they make every dish one dish at a time so Whoa. the lines will be like be like oh that's not too bad it's only 30 people long that doesn't seem crazy but it's going to be three minutes per person because they make each dish <laughs> one at a time it's not like they're mm -hmm. scooping it out of a thing they mm -hmm. literally you say i want shrimp noodles great they'll take some live shrimp out of a, <laughs> a, a thing down at the bottom they'll put it in hot water they'll start cooking your noodles they'll take the shrimp out they'll put it on the noodles they'll soak it in some broth they'll put it on a plate and they give it to you then you say okay i'd like shrimp noodles okay great and then they'll do the exact same thing from start oh, wow. to finish every time and what's unique too is that some of them are you know very geared towards tourists and people go but most of them are really this is where the locals eat this mm -hmm. is not built for you know the the it's not like commercialized no, where they, they haven't mm -hmm. figured out how There's to optimize There's a lot of unwritten sale. rules of mm -hmm. how things work that you could not know. Yep. Like, Everything <laughs> costs between like one and five dollars. You Whoa. know, it's, it's very, very affordable. Mm -hmm. a and this is a place where you have some Michelin star restaurants that are under five dollars a plate. Wow. I think it's the most under five dollar Michelin restaurants in the world, which is a very funny uh, uh, claim to fame. But they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but there rarely was a mid-priced place. Right. Singapore was a land of under yeah. $5 or a dish costing you $80. Wow. It's just yeah. there. It's clearly like it's one of the, if you look at just the, the credits of what they are rated for mm -hmm. internationally for world's cleanest city, richest city, best place to live, um, they're always in the top five, Singapore. It's just this really interesting, um, very modern city that feels like it's its own little bubble. Wow. Now you may be wondering, guys, you went to Singapore. Did you have yourselves a little crazy rich Asian adventure? And the answer is yes. <laughs> we uh, we started making a lot of friends. We would just go out at night and and meet new people. And one of the people that we met, it was his birthday. His 23rd <laughs> His 23rd birthday. birthday. The big 2-3. And he... The, Michael Jordan, some yeah. call it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, Eugene and I went out Monday, made friends who then brought, like, showed us, gave us the keys to the city and showed us where to go. And so that by the time Tuesday came around, we already had our favorite bars. <laughs> yeah. And so we went back to this bar, made another new friend. And this new friend, we... It was, uh, we were ready to go home, I think, Keith and I. It was, the night had exhausted itself. And we, we come outside, Eugene's outside. <laughs> I have a weird tendency. Yeah. I, I will make friends with you if I'm at a bar and I will spend the rest of the night with you. Yes. I will end up wherever <laughs> you take me. I'm literally the, the cautionary tale of don't follow someone to a second location. I will follow you to a fifth location. <laughs> in fact, I'll take you to my location. Yep. It's just how I make friends in foreign places. But, yeah, this this guy. Um, he. You're like Arnie, Arnie the kangaroo. A little oh, yeah. bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I just made some yeah, random just friends. Like, just like with the kangaroo, it took a long time, but Keith finally got to pet you. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I 
I uh, made some random friends in one of the bars, and this wasn't even a night where we were supposed to go hard. Casual karaoke night. My favorite part of that was that there was one girl, She her song comes on, and she goes, oh shit, this is why I'm here! And she takes <laughs> the mic and proceeds to not know a single word to Old Town Road. <laughs> she she doesn't know the song at all. Also, and- within seconds, she's <laughs> off meter with the song, which is even worse than not knowing the Oof. words. If she's- you're listening, it was lovely to meet you. We had a great time. Time, but you you were not good. Uh, you're kind of a train wreck, to be honest. But <laughs> Honestly, go ahead. Uh, I respect that. Her and her friends invited, well, us at that point to go uh, to a, another place, but he said, oh, we should get a party van. Now, apparently, party vans are very popular in Singapore, where if you imagine what we consider party buses, they just have like on an Uber style app, or for this case, this guy's birthday, he just called his driver. Um, they just come around with crazy decked out party vans <laughs> that maybe seat about 12 people. It's a nondescript white van. It is the van that you are taught from childhood to avoid at all costs. <laughs> and there's a stripper pole, <laughs> there's flashing lights, there's bumping music. Wigs. 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 And yes. a bottle of the warmest tequila that money could not buy. <laughs> Fireball! The first night, actually, that we went with Eugene, it was hot. I would say borderline hot Jägermeister. (laughs) (laughs) In a tray. Just already poured in a tray up by the driver. And he's like, y'all want shots? And we're like... Uh, <laughs> no, okay. but all right. And then I took it, like, then I drank it, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that was hot. <laughs> but yeah, we ended up going to another bar in the party van. Uh, but then we realized that this person perhaps had some amount of money when he said, oh, unfortunately, you guys aren't here when I have like a 50K table at Marina Bay Sands that we have for my birthday, which is literally dropping $50,000 for a table at a club. Have you seen um, the Star Wars, the prequels, where they uh, in the Senate they have floating tables that like move around the room? I, th- I imagine it was like that. Yeah, yeah. Club. It just soars above the other tables and it makes pit stops to get more booze from people with fireworks sticking out of bottles and then they fly again. And Jar Jar Binks is there. Oh my God. And dude, I would party with Jar Jar. I bet you he's real freaky on the dance floor. You know it. Yeah. Speaking of Jar Jar Binks, uh-huh. uh, it's spooky Ooh, I, time, Usher Ned. Well, I'm going to Star Wars Land this Saturday. I'm oh, very no way! Excited. Yeah, it's happening. That's it's so happening. cool. Are yeah. you amped? Are, are you, oh, yeah. Are um, you going to buy merch? Oh, yeah. I'm going to buy all the merch. I'm, oh, I'm so amped. Been. I'm so amped. Anyways, you're gonna, you, that was a segue to something yeah. different. I thought oh. it was a Star Wars segue, but you're, you want to talk about Halloween now. <laughs> what's, what's going on with I Halloween? I just want to give Ned a pro tip because I'm the only one who has been to Star Wars Please. Land. As a, can you offer some sage wisdom to, to us? I can. And it, the most important wisdom I can give you is for the ride that is the Millennium Falcon ride. <gasps> So it is a really cool experience. I suggest you go through the line. At, at, the, at some point at the line, you're actually just dropped off in groups in the middle of the Millennium Falcon and you wow. in like like the a deck where you can just hang out if you want. You don't have to get on the ride yet. You can just sort of sit at a table. You can explore. But the ride is four people at a time and it has, or no, six people. It has two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. Mm. The only position you want is pilot. Okay. Pilot is the only is like the okay. experience of the pilot is five times the experience of the other four because Whoa. you're the front two. You actually do control somewhat of the up and down, left and right of the motion ride. Whereas if you're a shooter or an engineer, you literally have one button on the side that you push sometimes. Boo. It totally sucks. So now, yeah. what do you suggest? Because I assume that Ned is going with his lovely wife, and are you going with any friends? Yeah, my friend Eric. 
his friend Eric. So, so what is Ned? Wedding. What is Ned to do? Is he to feign ignorance and take the pilot seat and doom his friends to a shitty no, ride? I, just, I tell there's two pilots, right? Two pilots. So I say, Ariel, this is me and Eric's thing. We're both gonna be pirate pilots. <laughs> pirates. We can be the engineer. And we're gonna be dressed you as pirates. Button. <laughs> I mean, uh, and she will understand and think it's a great idea for everyone. Cool. He's a space smuggler. That's totally a pirate. But if you go with your friends, maybe split up into smaller groups, you know? Yeah, I would just say it's so much more worth... What if you go worth, with six friends? I would honestly tell them all to split up into <sighs> no. two sets, and four, three sets of pilots no. because it's so much a better experience. Wow. And it won't really matter who you're with because you won't hear them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of not be able to hear them when they scream... Are you going to do this as Jar Jar Binks, though? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I started and I thought, I think that's offensive in many ways, creatively. Yes. <laughs> going to vote Miles some emergency powers. <laughs> Love that. It's spooky season, gang. Hell yeah. And yeah. you know what that means. Spooky stories. Oh. Spooky stories are about. And you know how there's always those stories out there that are urban legends right. from you when you were a kid? Yeah, mm-hmm. like razor blades in the candy. Razor blades in the candy, What's which we about? which we said happened once. Apparently, yeah, I looked it up. It did happen. It once. did happen once. Yeah. It happened like uh, once. It happened yeah, once. Yeah, very rarely. Yeah, don't add us. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I have some spooky urban legends, some true, Ooh. some not, Ooh. that we're going to discuss, and you guys are going to decide whether you think that they are true or not (laughs) (laughs) did you go to snopes.com for these uh i went i googled (laughs) spooky stories that aren't true nice and i what if we called true Mm -hmm. treat yeah, not a trick. You know, yeah. as I was doing it, I was thinking of what's a God, Halloween. I thought you were going to say something, <laughs> Miles. Like that. You had three and a half weeks to come up with a Halloween-related pun. Yeah, I've re- for three weeks while you guys were gone, I was just working on this bit. There's got to be something, damn. <laughs> I'll just go with true or not. <laughs> All right. It really is. We skipped the whole summer and now we're in Halloween. It's I know. Fucking weird. Yeah. It's the end of the year. Wake me October. up once September. <clears throat> All right. First spooky is. And, and this is like, I'll share some details, but you guys can share your experience with this spooky mm. as well. Okay, mm. so this spook comes to us from... No, <laughs> from <laughs> how this the works? internet. Okay, okay. All, right. All right. The first spooky is Hook Man. Yeah. Actually, here's how I'm going to set it up. Okay. You're sitting in your car mm. with your loved one. No. I want to go home. No, I want to stay and make out. All of a sudden, a scratch at the door. <laughs> And you say, what's that? And you look on the outside of the door and there's a bloody hook on the outside of the door because there's a hook man and he's been killing people. Ew. So that's, this is a classic story. Classic. One, one of the oldest. And I've never quite understood because hmm. why would he leave his hook? Am I to believe that he's just scratching to tease you and then he's like, oh shit, my hook's caught. Oh, well, I guess I'll leave it. That's his, that's his main weapon. That's his... Mer- oh, it's just the hook? It's not a man... With a hook? Uh-huh. No, it's a man. Yeah, it's a man oh. with a hook. But then the usually the spooky ends with um he like they're like, Okay, fine, I think he's gone and they open the door and his hook is on the outside of the car. But just the hook. Just the hook. See uh, you know the one I used to tell yeah, was please. that they find the hook and then mm. the boy goes out to try to find out what's going on. The girl mm. stays in the car and then she hears another <laughs> Mm-hmm. She steps out of the car, mm. and it's the hanging body of her boyfriend's feet <gasps> rubbing against the hood, yes. the top of the car. I know this because oh. he was gutted above the car by the hook man. That's spooky. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I heard that, but it must have been part of like an, a continuation through mm. kids right. saying it. 
an urban legend. I'm going to say that's a treat. I think it's it's a true, treat. a true treat. A true yeah, it's a treat, Ned Eugene. I think there's some semblance <laughs> of truth to the story. Uh, yeah, I think people with hooks probably <laughs> kill other people at some point. Captain Hook, most notable example. <laughs> 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 Most notorious criminal. Yeah. Big hook man. I mean, I don't know about the whole like twist misdirection of the, mm. you know, the feet scratching the car. But yeah, yeah I think there have been some hook killers. Okay. Doesn't Jack the Ripper a uh, hook killer? No. no he's he's a just knife. a killer killer. Uh, right. And, uh, and I'll preface this if this is based in truth. Uh, like off a of true crime yeah. or not? That's I what think we're it's asking. Based in truth. You think it's based? I think in it's truth. based in truth. I, I mean, I also think it's probably like there's a lot of you know people that have had unfortunate injuries probably mm. don't like this sort of uh, who, story. Oh, for sure, uh, yeah. The, the a, good, honest hook people. Uh, of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I believe it, and we, yeah, that's fair. Right, and so um, they, that's called a prosthetic. That's true. Not a not a hook hand. Well, in this, I know. In general, I think this guy he had like a captain hook. But Where do you go to get that outfitted? You know, you lose your hand. It's a horrible accident. Past. You need a new. You need a new hand. It's not a hand. I think you go to the doctor. So that was. A, it must have been a yeah, real like thing, a right? Old, yeah, like a, in the 1800s, they yeah. just smacked hooks on people. Just figure. Look, they didn't you have need like, to carry stuff, right? A hook will do it. I don't think that this is real at all. I think okay. that this is the. I think you're tricking us. I, I love the story, I've, but I've heard the story since I was a kid, and I do not believe that there was ever a man who left his bloody hook in a car. Actually, no. this is the first time I'm hearing this one. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going with the person in the back seat that's pretending to be the dog. Oh, oh I, I've heard of that one I was going to tell you, I've heard it as the dog under the bed, and it is horrifying. Ugh. Okay, so uh, the answer is, can I get a boo? Boo. It is a trick. Oh. Hey. It is not based because so generally, like this, literally, never been a hook hand person that's killed anyone. This story is not based <laughs> in truth. <laughs> it probably has, but like the story is also usually it's like a mental patient who escaped from uh like mental you know asylum. There's layers on. Layers. I know like, that's like the lore. That's a, the lore. That's okay, the lore. The, the story that Ned is referring to is this guy is at his house. Oh yes. and he reaches his hand under his bed and his. His dog starts licking his hand from underneath the bed. Mm -hmm. And then just then, his dog walks in the room. And you oh, believe yeah. that it's a man underneath the I mean, bed pretending very, to be his dog. That's a very abbreviated version. Yeah, well, I didn't remember the story, story, and I wanted to get us along to the next bit. Yeah. Just spooky. <laughs> All right, the next one. <gasps> You're a little boy, and it's the October fall. And your name is Miles. And your name is Miles. <laughs> You decide your friends and you are going to have a snack feast and watch a scary movie. So you put into your mouth a tasty little candy of Pop Rocks. Oh, no. And oh, then this is classic. you take a spooky little bottle of Coke and take a sip. Something's churning in your stomach. Oh, no, Daddy. I don't feel so good. Your stomach explodes out of your body. And then you're dead. We used to say this all the time as kids. Yeah. I never don't Don't have... Uh, soda pop with pop rocks it yeah. was always was like told to do it well <laughs> you know you would say that and then uh challenge each other to do it oh, because that was the whole thing dude. i've done that so i'm gonna say probably a trick though i hope mm -hmm. it's a treat trick. i hope all of these are treats but i'm pretty it's sure a it's a trick this is up there with like oh if you have so much dirt on your your forearms you're gonna start growing trees <laughs> is that an that's urban one, legend 
No, I think that's a children's story. <laughs> More like eating watermelon seeds will mm-hmm. grow yeah. watermelons, yeah. Grow watermelons in, your belly. in your belly. That one is... Get a, can I get a boo? boo. A trick. Oh, it's not true. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, it would just cause you a stomach ache. Yeah. But if you eat Mentos and Coke, you'll explode out your butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's fact. <laughs> Especially if you put a Mentos in your butt and then put Coke in your butt. Yeah. You will oh, definitely wow. explode. I, I, how has nobody done that on YouTube yet? Guys, well, like, I, I like well, to pitch. Yeah, um, I guess it wouldn't. It would definitely I like other video streaming websites. <laughs> yeah. I like to pitch horrible video ideas to the guys every now and then. And one I came up with on vacation was called Will It Bidet, a twist on the classic retin link format. But uh, the best homemade bidet I could think of was Coke and Mentos. Please continue. Oh, I love that. Um, all right. You and your loved one take a special little trip to Disneyland. Mm. As you're going to sleep, you kiss your lover and lay down, but something smells. The room doesn't smell so good anymore. You realize the bed is a little lumpy. Oh oh no, should we look under the mattress in between the the thing that goes (laughs) on the box box spring? And the mattress? And the mattress? Uh And they look under and oh no, a dead body. This was at Disney? Uh, well, this, the Disneyland resort they could be a, different. It could be a Disney. It could be at a hotel. The lore, the story takes me. Uh, Probably somewhere that's in a, Orlando. That's a treat. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it's I'm true. gonna go treat just a process of elimination. We got two tricks. No way you hit us with three tricks in a row. I'm Christmas tree in this baby. Well, it's the Halloween season. Uh, I think it's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> absolutely true. But I don't believe it happened at Disney. I think it was at like Best Western Orlando. I think it could have happened at. I mean, I don't think it happened at Disney, but I know that isn't there a story where they like take dead people outside the park so that they don't die in the park? So Disneyland Resorts doesn't count as the park. No one has officially ever died at Disney, but that's not true. But they take the bodies off as quickly as possible, too. I I, I might be fucking that up. No, that's that's, true. That's like the the rumor. The lore lore. of Disney. Can I get a boo? This one is true. This is a treat. Oh Where God. did it happen? It happened in 2000. Uh, I mean, I think it's happened a couple times, but uh, <laughs> like in 1999, it happened. Uh, cases in Colorado, Florida, Virginia have been reported. In 2010, they were they saw like a there was a missing person that was just like their body was under, and somebody put a bunch of fabric softener in the like ceiling tiles to cover the smell. Oh my! God. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's bad. That's like wow. the worst princess in the pee ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Housekeeping. <laughs> How traumatizing. Yeah. Spooky. To yeah, sleep on a want, body. You don't want that. That would really yeah. fuck you up. You don't, you don't want that. that. You don't want that. You would. You wouldn't be able to go to sleep in a hotel ever again, or even Not your own bed. It. Have you ever seen a dead body outside of a funeral situation? If I'm hesitating, I saw a, uh, a body bag getting taken out of a uh, apartment building once. My boyfriend, he just drops this fact. He was like, "Oh yeah, in high school, you know, I was a subway artist for like making change, and I also worked at a." Uh, embalming facility. What? What? Yeah, just as a side hustle. He, <laughs> he like did helped embalm dead bodies. Shut up. He said it's so, ca- <laughs> and you know, you know him. He yeah. said it so casually, and I sat there going, "You need to. <laughs> you, that's so fascinating." Yeah. So he, I was like, "So you helped like make up and touch dead bodies?" And he was like, "Yeah." 
What? I was like, wow. how many? He's like, oh, you know, Whoa. I can. I don't and really he's remember. He's so cool as a cucumber that he yeah. just cannot be affected by that. That's awesome. I just can't imagine. Wow, wow. I have a, 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 a that is. friend of mine growing up. She was she was a summer friend, so we didn't go to the same school. But her family, they were like, they owned a funeral parlor, and that was like her growing up. Can you imagine growing up in that? That's like the family you would just business. be so unfazed by death. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool to be unfazed by death, but also I imagine it's a unique a, quality. Yeah, yeah. You have to put on just a level. Uh, I don't know, a, a shield, the distance mm, from it. Yeah. You okay. can't let it affect you. Yeah. Our next spooky. spooky. I could live in that forever. I don't know. We have time oh, for crazy. one more spooky. Uh, all right. And what's a subway artist? Sandwich maker. It's, yeah. It was weird oh, that he mentioned both in the like same conversation. Spray paint. No, subway no. employees are called They're artists. called artists. Sandwich, sandwich artists. artists. Yeah. Because yeah, what all they create right. is art. Mm -hmm. This is our final spooky. <laughs> yes. Oh no, it's the October again. <laughs> and there's a man. You see in the middle of the night, you look out and you think, who's that with the bunny ears? A man with a bunny ears and a, and a knife. A madman running around killing people with bunny ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kills bunnies too. But oh. now he's graduated to people. Who's this man? <laughs> they, do they call him the bunny man? They call him the bunny man. The this bunny is man. true. This is a treat. I call him the bunny man. This is true. I've never heard this urban legend at all. So wait. The details I want to get straight. It's a man who dresses as a bunny and mm -hmm. kills bunnies, but now he kills people. people. The he... urban legend is that he is uh, a man in a white suit uh, oh, wearing, like Easter bunny. wearing bunny ears, and he uh, has a hatchet. Oh, oh true. Uh, oh, oh, true. That is the urban legend. Yeah. Definitely I, sounds true. I mean, I, I could believe it. But you would think we would have heard of the bunny killer. It's an impractical way to kill. If you're a serial killer, you gotta be under the radar. And if you're walking through town in a white suit, first of all, just a white suit at night, you're gonna draw attention. You're hatcheting, you're gonna get and blood all, all over suit. that white suit. And you have the bunny <laughs> ears. I feel like that's an easy way to spot me. Like, hi, police, there's a, there's a bunny man outside. Mm. You'll know him because he's covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go switch mine too. It's a trick. I don't think it's true. It just doesn't seem. Hey, reasonable. can we get an ADP out on all the dry cleaners? See if someone brings in a bunny suit <laughs> drenched in blood to get cleaned. Oh, human and rabbit blood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the only part of this that I think is true is that people that start off killing animals as kids go on to be to kill humans. I'm gonna stick with it. I think it's true. You know, okay. th there's enough creepy stuff that's happened. There's probably some bunny man killer out there. Yeah. Maybe he's not like up there with Jack the Ripper. Mm. Miles is like, false. He actually dressed like an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> you losers. Ooh. It was Ooh. a rabbit. It is a treat. Well, that's true. It's true. It's based in truth. So, wow. so this is a man. He was like a madman. He didn't kill anybody, but he did. Uh, he like had a hatchet. He, he just tried to fuck a bunch of rabbits. He so. tried to fuck a bunch of rabbits. No, he like uh, he had a hatchet, a white suit, and a bunny head, and he was like killing bunnies. And then, oh god, uh, he like harassed this couple, and like like they got in their car, and he like threw his um, hatchet at their like um, their car windshield, and like shattered it and stuff. And then he was seen later again, like in this town. But then they never found him. They never caught him. Maybe that. That's where the hook story comes from. They it was actually a hatchet in him. the car. But did you guys have Who a lot of urban day. legends when you were growing up? 
Oh yeah, of course. Tons camp stories. I remember I heard some mm-hmm. at Four H camp. In you guys, I mean, I the think best are like the camp stories where someone says, "Now this actually happened." Did ever not too far from here? Did everyone have the version of the handprints of the school children who died? I don't believe uh, I feel so. like every every yeah. community has it. So it's like usually a bridge or something like that where uh, they say school kids in a bus or something had uh, had driven off and all drowned or gotten killed somehow. So if your car or your bus stalls on the bridge, then reports have been made that you these children's handprints come against the glass. Yeah. And they're trying to essentially push you off the bridge. So cool. Mm. That's terrible. I, I think it. the movie Trick or Treat has Trick, an element of that. That's Trick or Treat of, is great ho- Halloween yeah. movie if you've never seen. Good but, anthology movie. Yeah, definitely some fun stuff as kids. Yeah. Definitely only knew about the the prom queen ghost. That was like a common one I always heard growing up. The one that she, she's waiting for. You'll see her on this old road waiting for her prom day to pick her up because they actually like crashed in a car. Have you heard that one? That's oh, a classic. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Or maybe it's a homecoming queen. I don't mm. know. It's some ghost who wants to go to a dance, but. Her boyfriend like dies along the way to pick her up and then she dies waiting for him or some shit like that. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. Those were not true stories mostly, but I'm super into spooky ghost stuff. So if I know mm-hmm. that in this office, we've got some spooky ghost stuff mm-hmm. stories. And if you guys out there of listeners, if you have spooky ghost stories or demons haunting you or anything, send them in. Yeah. And yeah. I want to do an episode about that before this month is over and we will scare the crap oh out of God. Ned. And yeah. If you can send, uh, you can send them to we advice. Scare the, the crap out of Ned. <laughs> <laughs> send, send your spooky stories. Hopefully they're true to advice that will go from J- miles at gmail.com. At and miles. Advice that will go for miles. Advice that will go for miles at gmail.com. And in the subject line, just write uh, spooky. Well, well, that's the perfect segue. That email address actually reminds me of a segment we like to do here from our youngest and least experienced member of our tripod, who give us, who gives us some, <laughs> <laughs> who give us some sage wisdom. Oh, look at the way he clapped his hand to his face. I'm trying to cover he, it. It was a violent sneeze that he double hand smacked himself in the mouth to cover up. Oh, in my brain. And the, the way that you sneeze is like a, a hiss and then a... a well, because I normally whip. have a really loud scream. So I was really trying to... A scream? To contain oh, yeah. I scream. You know, you know scream sneezers? You're a scream You're damn sneezer? scream sneezer. He's a scream it's sneezer. It's just the extremely loud one. So I was trying to contain it because it would have been really Sounds bad like for the Sounds like a Decepticon. Mic. It really hurt my brain, actually. I'm Scream <laughs> sneezer. Report for duty. Well, if you have yeah. a hurt brain and you need some medicine for that hurt, we've got some sage <laughs> advice. Advice that will go, go for, for miles. miles with Miles Bonsignor. What the <laughs> What's up, Miles Nation? Boy. Ooh. Have you ever wanted to be crushed into your own bed? Oh, I know where this is going. Have you ever wanted to be so tired that you never wake up? Give it to me, Miles. Sleep is linked to health. That is a fact that doctors do not dispute. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Gravity is your greatest weapon. Hell yeah. Use it to defeat your illness and buy a gravity blanket. Yep. 
gravity blankets are something that if you want to be depressed, you want the feeling of depression in physical form, <laughs> get a 25-pound gravity blanket and weigh yourself down. It's going to make you feel cozy and hugged and like you're dying. But it's going to make you sleep better, and that's a fact. It what is the, this thing? It's a weighted, weighted blanket. blanket. A weighted that, like, blanket. They, they weigh like... 10 plus pounds. You can get bigger ones, yeah. Sometimes more like 20 pounds. It's not too hot. Uh, it's it's, it's breathable, no. but it's just weighted. So it's like, just heavy. It's heavy. So it feels like the feeling of getting a hug. My roommate just got one. I don't have one yet. I just keep borrowing hers, but it is fantastic. It makes you feel like sleepy immediately if you have trouble wow. sleeping. It makes it's, you feel, it's yeah. It's not heavy that in that it's horrible, like a, but I also want to try <laughs> it. It's a little bit of both. It's yeah. not heavy in that it's like a very thick duvet. It literally has these, I, I guess, tiny weights inside. Yeah, sand. And so you just feel trapped. That's very cool, good. But man. <laughs> cool. Ned, I'll tell you this. Just what I've always wanted. And as an added bonus, uh-huh. that <laughs> the gravity company also makes gravity cats that are the size and shape of a cat. Wow. So you can sleep holding essentially like a sandbag. That wow. is the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I like this it. this I, all sounds like relationship replacements uh yeah like i sleep in bed with my girlfriend i don't know that i would use a gravity blanket in addition to that because right? i feel like it would be too much like a hat on a it hat. certainly is uh not very sexy sounding yeah no but, no so it's bonk- hey let's get under our gravity <laughs> blanket <laughs> kind of sounds like a sex blanket well it's it's <laughs> an anti-thrust blanket you can't do anything underneath mm, that there will be yeah, no funny business going it's, on uh, that's it's a, a good one for, thrust pony <laughs> it's a good thing for camps to keep the kids from hooking up. Yeah, it's a celibacy uh, blanket. Keep, keep your boners down because yeah. you're weighted down. <laughs> <laughs> no morning wood for you. So my uh, Keith is pitching a tent. Well, it's more if you only a, had a gravity blanket, it's more like a small foothill. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine, she's obsessed with gravity blankets and has about three in her living room. Only her living room, and so we'll go over to like play card games and like get drunk, and you're the drunker you get the more trapped you are by these things yeah. and you it is like it's a horrifying experience but she also has um a gravity eye mask though <laughs> it's like a sleep mask to block out the light but you just feel like someone's kind of pressing against <laughs> your eyes did you guys see at the massage that we all got they gave us a sandbag mm-hmm. as an eye mask that, it was like that that's that it feeling was, that was pretty nice yeah so yeah. it works Wow, what an episode of the tripod. You learned so much. You heard about our trips and adventures. You got to hear some spooky stories. Why, this must be the greatest podcast in the whole world. That, wow, what an episode from your favorite boys and also Miles Bonsignore. We sign off. Remember that we. That was a real one. Scream, sneeze. That we have our last. Is this coming out next week? This is coming out next week. And actually, we're still collecting some. Submissions as always at I'm drunk try guys at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Give us those drunk stories. Send us those stories. Get drunk and email us. But you have to be inebriated. We'll mm-hmm. accept stone stories as well, but please specify yeah. in this in your message which you are. But if you're yeah. listening to this and you're in the Seattle area, tonight is our final Legends of the Internet tour show. It's going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. This is your last chance to see it. Yes. Uh it's it's huge. It's it's been an exciting run for us. This will end up being our 26th 
show in the world. Whoa. We did some world traveling. I never thought that when we started making these videos, we would end up doing a world tour. And yet here we are. It's been a really amazing ride. And we'd love to have you join us for our final show. But if until it's, next If it's week, Thursday morning and you're in a nearby state, start driving start right driving. now. You can make it. <laughs> you can start make driving. It. You know, it's going to be great. But uh, this has been The Tripod. We'll talk to you next week. Until next week, Keith, hit us with that <laughs> Tripod theme song. Well, we're going to have a good time next week, next week. Going to have a good time next week. Until next time, stay beautiful. <laughs>